we are on page Tuf Lamed Aleph. This is our third session on the Mimer Achrei Hashem Elokeichem Telechu. We have been discussing for quite a while, actually, uh, distinctions in Avaida. Uh, the specifically, we focused a lot of time on the Eved Nemon and the Eved Pajut. Uh, these are two, just, just to repeat, so we don't get uh, discouraged. These are two extremes. These are ideals. These are um, abstract, perfect conceptualizations of two varieties of Vedim. There are very, very few people uh, who exhibit either of these, particularly in this day and age. Nonetheless, <clears throat> they are the heart of Vedim. Uh, we all participate one way or another in both of these types of avoda. The more serious we are, the, the better we do. <clears throat> Therefore, it's absolutely essential for us to understand what our capacities are, because these are the quintessential, quintessential Jews. Well, we are also quintessential Jews. It's just that the quintessence is uh, hidden in layers and layers of uh, pizza, uh, but it's there. So all right, the, the concept here is to really understand what does Avaita mean? What is it? What, what is it? What, what is at our heart? We have Torah Avaita Gemilas Chasadim. Well, Torah we have some concept of. We'll get more, a deeper concept a little bit later on. Gemilas Chasadim, we do well, I think. Uh, I live in a community of Gemilas Chesed. It's just wonderful. Uh, Avoida, I think that's our weak spot. That's our, our difficulty, and I think in large measure, it's because we do not understand it properly. And because we do not understand it properly, we don't appreciate it sufficiently. So we're moving ahead <clears throat> into this area. We've discussed the Eved Neman <clears throat> and the Eved Pajit. We're going to continue with that discussion. We left off talking about Tainug. The Tainug is the name of the game for the Eved Nehman. His job description is to provide Tainug for his master. Um, and that's the essence of his avoidant. Uh, he throws himself into it. He has Tainug from it. He receives Tainug from it. Uh, for one very simple reason, he loves the master. And he loves the master with a deep, essential love. This is not a love of superficiality, a love of uh, properties, or a love of of kaychos um, of or, or expressions. This is a love of etzim, which he has. Why does he have it? Because he has a yidiyah. He has hasag of yidiyah in his master on some level. And therefore, this is his motivation. This is the line of evolution which leads to his avodah, which is to provide the master with tainu. <clears throat> Evid Pajot has, up till now, tainu is not an Indian by him. Uh, in fact, nothing's an Indian by him. Because this entire Avaita is an Avaita of Kabbalah's oil. This entire Avaita is not based on Ahava. Uh, it's based on Yira. Uh, it's not based on knowledge. It's not based on love. It's not based on Hiskashas. He has none of the above. He does not have those things. All he has is the absolute self-abnegation in the face of the Melech. That, that's what he has. He's, he's as, if he does not, it's as if he does not exist. His entire personality and whoever he is, his, his whole nature, um, physical, spiritual, however you want to look at it, is negated before the presence of the Master. Now mind you, we'll see this again also, uh, he is a person, this is a matter of choice, this is not simply an ox who has been uh, commandeered and uh, a yoke has been put on the ox, this is a choice. And therefore, every, t- every second 
that he is an avid pleasure. Every second that he's negated before the master, uh, it, it's his choice. And the Rebbe pointed out, will point out again, that this requires tremendous subjugation of his nature. Not that he doesn't have a nature. He does. He's a human being, after all. Uh, he has all the modes and and, and, and and possibilities that any human being has, and particularly any Jewish human being has. All of these he manages to suppress, to negate, to nullify before the master so that he is essentially, uh, his life is that of an extension of the master and in his own eyes he does not exist. He's not a Metzius. It's amazing, amazing avoid him. Um, let us just go back uh, uh, for a minute to one, one expression. Hari hu davuk la doinoi, he cleaves to his master, Mamish, uh, uh, I'm sorry, he cleaves to his master, Kamoi echad me'evorav shel ha'odun. This describes his relationship to the Odin. His relationship, his bond to the master, his connection with the master is as close as a aver, as, as, as the master's hand is to the master. Now, the hand does not, what, whatever you want to do, whatever plans you have, your hand obeys automatically B'derach Mamela, because it's you. It's nothing other than you. Well, it's, it's very, uh, the you that's talking, the you that shows your personality, which your facial features, your expressions, your speech, um, that's when we look, when we speak with someone, we, we think of the face, we think of the, the head. That, that's, that's really the person, the rest of it is the machinery which lets them get around. But uh, the fact that, so, so the hand is way off, uh, hanging out of the side somewhere. Uh, it doesn't speak, it doesn't think, it doesn't do anything, and that's just the point. It's totally negated to the will and rotsen of the essence of the individual. Whatever a person wants instantaneously from the hand, the hand will do, whether it's scratching an earlobe or whether it's writing a letter or whether it's throwing a baseball or whether it's uh, uh, whatever. It's automatic, because the hand is the person. The person is not the hand, very important distinction. The person is not the hand, but the hand is the person. And the, neg the negation, the abnegation of the hand to the essence of the self is a mushal for the abnegation of this Eved uh, to the master. The difference being is the hand doesn't have much choice, whereas this individual does. So that's where we're holding. So the, the Rebbe, why is the Rebbe bringing this in here? A very simple reason. The Rebbe, we've, we've learned that the motivation of the Eved Pajot uh, does not involve Tainug in any manner, shape, or form. He's not interested in Tainuk. He's interested in doing what he's told. He's interested in fulfilling every detail of the master's will. He doesn't think about it. It's not his business. Uh, it's not a matter of Oinik. It's not a matter of Tainuk. And he has no Tainuk. His service is not a service which provides him with Tainuk because in order to have some Tainuk, there's got to be a you. There's got to be a little bit of yeshus which can, can feel a touch of satisfaction. Well, the way we've learned up to now, he doesn't have it. The rivers now come along and said, but he does have it. Sure, sure he has it. He has to have it. Why? If, in fact, he's an extension of the master, whatever the master has, he has. And the master, in fact, has Tainug. And therefore, he has Tainug. He doesn't sense it so much. He's not aware of it so much. Uh, but it's there simply by virtue of the fact 
that the master has it. So it's not his tainug really. Just as his life and his motivation is the master, his tainug is the master's as well. But nonetheless, it is tainug of, of sorts. The significance of this we'll, we'll see a little bit later on. Um, the main thing here is the tainug is not self-produced, nor is it owned by the self in a, in a very real sense, which we, we will see. Um, yeah. This is the Mamsh. His Tainug is the Tainug of the Master. That's a period, Mamish. That's his the Master's Tainug is his Tainug. Uh, because he has nothing of his own. It's he is the master, he's an extension of the master, he, he's as close to the master as it's possible to be without being the essence of the master. Um, uh, therefore, his Avaida, again, keep in mind for a minute, the Avaida of the Evid Nehman, who the whole story is Tainik, who the whole story is love, the whole story is Heskashos, of love, um, he will exert himself uh, in those, those parts of his Avaida, which appear to him, in his, the way he would think, uh, he would assume the master would think the same way, that appear to him to be the most delightful. <clears throat> in other words, he has the job of uh, washing the dishes, and he has the job of selecting a fine wine for the master, selecting the most beautiful crystal that he can find, and serving the master wine from the beautiful crystal. Well, he sees nuances in that Avaita. He sees ways of doing it in ways that will give more pleasure, make it even more pleasurable. He'll uncork the wine an hour before he'll pour it. He'll, uh, he'll make sure the crystal has just been shined recently. Um, he'll change his clothes. He'll, he'll put on something special in order to serve his master this fine wine. He's interested in increasing the time of, in whatever nuances. This is a histadlus, an effort, special effort put into a task to try and tease out of it, or put into it rather, uh, more tainug, more, more delight, more hashivas, as it were. Washing the dishes, oh, they got to be clean, that's all. It's, the dishes, pleasure, have to be clean, and that's what he does. So this is the idea of Ishtadlis. So our view of the Evid pleasure that he is not engaged in Ishtadlis, because his thing is not tainug, his job is not to supply tainug, he has no relationship to tainug. Ah, but he does. He has a relationship to tainug, it's just not his tainug. But in any case, it's a sufficient, uh, a sufficient presence of tainug within him, which brings him to the point where he also will exhibit his shtadlus in those things which produce tainug. The only difference is, it's done automatically. It's not, it doesn't think about it, it's not something he considers. It may not even be something that he's really aware of. The whole thing may be on a level of, uh, sublimi- of the subliminal of the subconscious. Nonetheless, because the master has tainug, he's got to have it, just by virtue of the fact that whatever the master has, he in some way participates in because of his total neg- um, negation before the master. Uh, uh, for example, someone does something to glorify himself, to, to beautify himself in some way. That person is going to put himself into it. He's going to, uh, um, going to take an interest and, 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 and exert effort in in this job that he's doing, which is for his own, is for his own gratification, so to speak. Kamai Kane Khan, the same story is here. And this we all know. 
you know, when it comes time to, uh, uh, you know, uh, getting dressed for your uh, daughter's uh, chasna, uh, you know, you, boy, you brush that kapata like there's no tomorrow. That hat, there can't be a speck of dust on it. You put effort into it. You are going to make yourself beautiful. You're going to make yourself look good. Uh, this is one of the great moments of your life, and you put effort into it. It's you glorifying or beautifying or gratifying in some way yourself. It's the same story with the Eved Pajit. Being that he himself is the Adon in a sense. Obviously, he may be the Adon, but the Adon is not him. Again, we have to remember that. You are your hand, but your hand is not you. It's an extremely important thing to have in mind. But his negation before the Adon is such that, in a sense, he is, he is something of the Adon. And therefore, when he does something to provide a special beauty uh, or special gratification, that's, that's his beauty, his gratification, because it's the Adon's beauty and the Adon's gratification. Why? Very simple. He is not an entity in a, of himself at all. The whole Metzius, who rock Metzius Odin. His entire Metzius is the Metzius of the Odin. What does that mean? How, do we, how, are we, how are we to appreciate this? Well, to be honest with you, we can't. Uh, it's, this is something that an ordinary person, what does it mean that he is and he isn't? He is a uh, critical uh, component of, of the service of the Eved. On the other hand, his value lies in the fact that his individuality and his self, sense of self, is, is non-existent. Um, he is the Metzius of the Aden. He's not the Mohus of the Aden, but he's the Metzius of the Aden. Gam ki loi, loi that even though um, the Teferis is not his. So again, we go back to the idea of someone doing something in a particularly beautiful way to provide an added measure of beauty, an added measure of tainug, and a special a specialness to the, uh, to the task. Even though he, he does this, uh, it's not his specialness. It's not his tainug. It's not, it's not even considered his effort. Shaloi yukara shmoi ala his name is not called on that thing. You know, uh, Leonardo da Vinci painted the, uh, the Mona Lisa. Well, that's Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa. Everyone knows that. Every school child knows that. Uh, well, I've got news for you. Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci never painted the Mona Lisa. Leonardo da Vinci can't paint the Mona Lisa. A paintbrush painted it. A paintbrush. Without a paintbrush, if Leonardo da Vinci decided had they had this wonderful artistic vision uh, and has all kinds of skills and kaiyachais which are included within himself, gifts from God Almighty, and he's decided he wants to express these as an actual painting, uh, but it happens that during this time all the paintbrush makers are on strike and there are no paintbrushes or palette knives or whatever else they use. He's up the creek. He cannot paint the painting. So the question is, why are we all excited about Leonardo da Vinci? Why aren't we excited about the paintbrush? Uh, why do we not say, oh, you know, if I only I could somehow come in contact, visit that paintbrush that painted the Mona Lisa. The paintbrush is of no significance. Granted, without it, he couldn't paint the Mona Lisa. But the paintbrush is a rather extreme example. It's the idea of a lavush, which is essentially insentient in this case. 
but nonetheless, the idea uh, fits well. That, that no one's in, you know, no one's interested in seeing the paintbrush you use. One paintbrush is as good as another. The thing about the paintbrush, the reason the paintbrush is of value is because it has no will of its own. It is a Merkava. It is simply an instrument through which the master, in this case Leonardo da Vinci, is able to enclose his genius, his talent, his perceptivity, his creativity, whatever you have, and actually bring it to a state of physical reality by painting. Well, that's this Evid. So you say, well, that's Leonardo da Vinci's painting. That's not the paintbrush's painting. That's Leonardo da Vinci's painting. The, whatever this Evid does, is not, he's only a paintbrush. Mind you, again, it's not quite that simple, but the idea is there. It's not his. It's the master's. The master did it. Uh, the master did it through the Evid. Um, but it, since the evidence is so absolutely negated to the master, the master's will and the master's tainug and the master's whatever accrues to the master is present and available to that evid to express, and the evid expresses it. What the evid brings to the equation is the power of expression. The same way the mouth also, the hey moitse sape, that's not the essence of the person. Nonetheless, they are totally negated to the Ratzman of the person, and, and they provide an ability for that person to express himself, to make a, a dent in the world outside of his own being, in his own secret private universe. He's able to express himself outside of this. So this Evid has that kind of biddle. And again, we go back to the uh, Maimra Musgar, uh, in which the Evid is described as an aver of the, of the master. It's a very powerful marshal. <laughs> it's not known at all that this Evid, there's all these wonderful things done. Who, uh, the Evid doesn't come in. It's, the Evid didn't do it. The Evid was just a paintbrush. The Evid, it's not known at all that the Evid actually accomplished these things because in a very real sense he didn't accomplish them. He was a vehicle through which the master accomplished them because of his bittle, uh, absolute bittle to the master. Vinay calls that all of these things, namely credit for for art, for creativity and beauty and all of these things, is uh, not shy to him. It simply doesn't touch him at all. He doesn't consider himself in the picture at all. It's not. He doesn't think that way. There is no him. <clears throat> because because there he is not a mitzias laatzmai. Metzius, he is a Metzius. We have to say he's a Metzius, otherwise he'd be of no use at all. But he's not a Metzius, he's not his own man. He's not, uh, he is not the Rutzen that drives him. It's the Rutzen of the Odin that drives him. <coughs> and in this sense, he's the perfect Merkava. Again, we go back to the idea of Merkava. You know, uh, I went to New York. Well, you didn't go to New York. The Merkava went to New York, and you happen to be sitting in it. Well, whoever who thinks like that, it's ridiculous. The Merkava, the whole point of Merkava, the word Merkava, is that it's totally subjugated to whatever is, is riding it, whoever's driving it and controlling it. It's the same story here. The whole Mitsiusoi, Hurak, Havitis, the whole is whole Mitsius is service of the master. That's that's all he is. Amna Mishum Gufa, Hare Mitsiusai, Hurak Mitsius Odin. For this reason, his whole Mitsius is the Metzius of the Odin Levad, only the Metzius of the Odin. Again, to go back to the Moshul Reb himself provided here as an aver of a person to that person.
Umamela, Hanachas Ruach, Shala Odin, therefore it goes without saying automatically that the Nachas Ruach of the Odin, Zehwa Nachas Ruach it's his Nachas Ruach. Everything of the Odin is his because he doesn't have anything for himself. He is an extension of the Odin. And therefore, the Nachsru of the, of the Odin, like any other uh, uh, um, possibility within the Odin, it's his. It's, it's the same as his, because there is no him. It does not, it's not something that's become detached. It's not something independent. It's not something that the Odin has put into motion. It is the expression of the Odin. Umuvan shegam enu bob hergish behezgal's kolkach. This is one amazing statement. What does it mean? I do not know. I'll tell you right off the top. But let's just take a look at the words. It's understood that also this means that there is no, it does not come this tainug, because of the tainug of the Yodin, this tainug in the Evid Poshet, which the Evid Poshet has by virtue of the fact that he has no Metzius outside of the Odin, this tainug does not come if it stopped there, no problem. That's great. The whole thing is subconscious. He's, he's just the same way the hand, when the Odin's in a very wonderful mood, and the hand's in a wonderful mood too because it's him. And, and but that, well, the thing is, the hand doesn't know it. The hand doesn't really feel it. You want to feel the wonderful mood. You want to feel tainug and simcha. Well, that's primarily a matter of moyach and lev. Chusha, maybe. Um, that's the same story here. Uh, the, 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 the hard thing here, the, the tough thing here, is the kol kach. Kol kach implies not very much. The hergish of this tainug, uh, which is the Odin's tainug, um, is not so great as it would be Lamashal uh, in, in uh, the Eved Neman, uh, who would appreciate, would appreciate such a thing. Not so much. What does it mean? What does that mean? What do you mean, Kolkach? It means it's there. If it were not there, you don't need Kolkach. Not, it's, not, it's there, but not so much. It's somewhat subliminal. It's somewhat unrecognizable. It may perhaps in the sense that it is not part of the conscious awareness or thinking of this Evid, because the Evid doesn't think in these terms. It's there, but since he chooses not to, that's not part and parcel of his mandate or part and parcel of his self-image, which is nothing. Therefore, it's there, but it's not sensed to the same extent. But the, um, the Evid Pajan in some way knows it's there. That's the only way I can, I can look at this. It comes to him automatically just by virtue of the fact that he is totally negated to the to the Yodin. The Eved Neman is a whole different story. The Eved Neman is a whole different story. It's not the case in the Eved Neman that the, the, the Nachas Ruach and the Tainug of the Odin is his Nachas Ruach and Tainug. It's not so. It doesn't work that way. Ki im mitzad Rather, it's a product of his love for the Odin. It's the, by the Eved Nemon, it is an acquired Nachas Ruach. By the Eved Poshet, it's B'derach Mamela. By the Eved Nemon, since the Eved Nemon is not the Odin, Granted, attached, grantedly, granted, dvekus, granted, hiskastros, whatever you want to call it. But nonetheless, there is a him and there is the Odin. And therefore, his nachas ruach 
comes through a bi-directional relationship. In the case of the Eved Pajit, the relationship in a sense is not a relationship because the Eved Pajit simply is an extension of the of the Odin. Anyway, for the Eved, um, Eved Nevan, Hari Hu Mekabel Nachas Ruach, Mizesh Yesh Nachas Ruach L'Odin. Very powerful, important sentence. These words are critical we understand them well because it's a subtle, subtle expression. Hari Hu, the Eved Nevan, Mekabel Nachas Ruach. He receives Nachas Ruach, not from the Odin, it's not the Odin's Nachas Ruach. He receives Nachas Ruach, Mizeh, from this, from what? Sheyesh Nachas Ruach Lodin. That the Odin has Nachas Ruach. It's a far cry from the Nachas Ruach being his. The Nachas Ruach is not his. But he knows that he is providing Nachas Ruach, that the Odin has Nachas Ruach, which he himself does not experience directly, as would in some way the Evid Pajot. He knows the Odin has Nachas Ruach. He loves the Odin, and therefore he has Nachas Ruach from this relationship, from the fact of providing Nachas Ruach for the Odin. Very major difference between these two types of Avoidim. So in the first case, the, again, Nachas Ruach of the Evid Pajak is the Nachas Ruach of the Odin. He is not, not shy to pr- provide Nachas Ruach for himself, because there is no self in a very real sense. Uh, in the case of the Eved Namon, his love for the Odin is so absolute that he loves and he has Nachas Ruach. Not he experiences the Odin's Nachas Ruach. He has Nachas Ruach from the Odin having Nachas Ruach. Critical difference. Uh, a little bit of a gap between the Eved Namon and the Odin. Parenthetically, Ein Mazesh Oysa Nachas Ruach La Odin. I'm sorry, oi mezeh, rather, so the Rebbe, ein mezeh, oi mezeh, or, we can look at it another way, slightly different way, that it's from this, namely, that he does nachas ruach for the Odin, that his nachas ruach comes from his avoida, not from the, the uh, Odin himself, but rather for, from his avoida for the Odin. Uh, has already been explained, a hefesh ben eved leben bezeh. It's already been explained the distinction between the Eved Naman and the Ben. So, just to review very briefly, because this is a critical point, what's the difference? Both have an absolute love of the Odin. Uh, the Odin in the case of the Eved Naman, the Av in the case of the Ben. Both will do anything for, because of their love for the father or the master, and in this sense, they're very, very similar. They're not quite the same. Because again, the Ben is not something other than the Father. He is an expression of the Father. He's of the same etzem as it's his Father. They say they share a genome. Okay, I, I mean to put it crudely, they, he's the same stuff as his Father, and therefore all he cares about is that his Father should have nachas ruach. Everything is the Father. Everything is the Father. Who provides? He doesn't care. So if the father, he, the father is in need of something that will bring him achas ruach, nachas ruach, or wants something that will bring him nachas ruach, the Ben doesn't care who does it. He doesn't, the Ben doesn't have to do it. So someone else is not perfect. As long as the father has what he wants, what he, what he needs, what will give the father nachas ruach, the Ben is happy. The Ben, in a sense, has taken himself out of the picture. The whole focus is the father. 
in the case of the Eved Nehman, also wants the same thing for the Odin, that the Odin should have every delight, every pleasure, the slightest thing that comes to the desire of the Odin should be provided, but it should be provided by him, not by somebody else. He will not have the same Nachas Ruach if the Odin uh, is, is presented with something which causes fantastic Nachas Ruach, but he didn't do it. Not that he'll resent it, God forbid, or he'll be a... It's just that he won't have pleasure from it. He will, he will not have the Nachas Ruach from it because he didn't do it. It's the Mizeh. From this, from the providing of Nachas Ruach, that is his Nachas Ruach. It's a step back from the Nachas Ruach of the Odin and the Nachas Ruach of the Av being his Nachas Ruach. So, uh, important to know. Leo's key is there, Klolos Abadosai, and why says Nachas Ruach? Why? That's his Zavoyah. That's what he is motivated to do. His avoda is to bring nachas ruach. And therefore his nachas ruach is in performing his avoda to the best of his ability. Uh, and this is his, it's not the nachas ruach that he has provided, it's the nachas ruach of the Odin, which uh, he's, been, he's been able to provide to the Odin. That's the source of his nachas ruach. It's been explained to Hefesh ben Ebed leben Bezeh. So, okay, we'll talk about that. So the main point of his avoid is to bring Nachas Ruach. Therefore, the Nachas Ruach that he receives from bringing Nachas Ruach to the Aden, whose Nachas Ruach is it? It's his. It's his Nachas Ruach. Whose Nachas Ruach is the Nachas Ruach of the Eved Pajat? It's not his. It's the Odin. Since he is so bitter to the Odin and so makusher to the Odin and so completely negated to the Odin, uh, he participates in that as well. It becomes, it, it becomes part of him. Uh, but the main thing is it is not his. In the case of the Eved Nehman, it's the Eved Nehman's Nachas Ruach, not the Odin's Nachas Ruach. Major distinction. So this gives us some insight into the tremendous superiority, in a sense, in a sense, of the Aveda of the Eved Pajit with respect to that of the Eved Nehman. Ma'ashayin came to Eved Pajit. It's not the case of the Eved Pajit. Shein loyrak asiya mitzad hatzibu levad. He's not interested in Nachas Ruach. All he's interested in doing is obeying his orders. That's all, he, <coughs> all he's interested in doing. Nachas Ruach, Nish Nachas Ruach. That makes no difference to him. That's not a motivating factor for him. That's not why he is serving. There is no why he's serving. He's serving because that is the master, period. That's all. Now, it could, should, it could happen that something he does will bring Nachas Ruach. And, and Bederach Mamela, since he does everything uh, if, uh, for the sake of the, of the master, and he's totally bitter and negated to the master, he may exert special hishtadlis in things which in the, what, in the priorities of the master seem to be higher. But that will be automatic. It's not something he's thought through. It's not something he's considered. It's part and parcel of his avoida. The same way your heart's got to beat, you've got to breathe. The same way that this avoida calls for simply mice uh, bepoil. So this avoida calls for a little bit of hider. Therefore, the hider will come automatically. The same way the mice bepoil will come uh, automatically. That's what it says in the book. That's what the master wants. Those are the master's orders, and that's, that's what he does. That's his motivation. So in the case of the Eved Nehman, the Nachas Ruach is motivating. And in the case of the Eved Pajit, even though he has it or experiences it in some way, it is not motivating. It's not the cause for, for what, in any way for what he is doing. 
what that he has nachas ruach. How is that? Rak shalod mil that the Eved Poshet has nachas ruach. Rebbe said as much. Why? Because the Aden has nachas ruach, and he is uh, totally negated to the Aden, and therefore whatever the Aden has can be uh, he participates in it in some way or expresses in some way. Lukmaykein who beruchnius. The same thing is true in ruchnius. In the case, in terms of an avoid of Ruknius, the Eved Pajit, his entire servant's service, is the service of Kabbalah's oil. It's a, a matter of yira, of fear, of, of awe, of, of Kabbalah's oil. In this case, the Nachas Ruach Lemaila. So again, so where does Nachas Ruach fit into the picture? Does it fit into the picture of a Kabbalah's oil neck? Does it fit into the picture of an Evid Pajan? Well, of course it does. If the Mashal, if in the case of human terms, which Rebbe brought as an example, uh, it's there um, in ways which are very difficult to understand, but certainly there uh, as an expression of the Master, simply another expression of the Master. Likewise, in Ruchnius, it's the same thing. The Ruchnius Shalomayla uh, itself is his Nachas Ruach. Not that I mean, something's earned or acquired or bought or, or achieved. It's simply he partakes of that which is Lamaila, because he's bitl betachlis to that which is Lamaila. Of Be'evet HaNemon, with the case of the Evet Nemon, Shavadosai Mitzad HaAva, Vizkashras, his avoda, whether it's we're talking about the examples that we've used up till now, physical examples, or now we're talking about Ruchnius in the realm of Ruchnius. His avoda, his skashras, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, his avoda is mitzad his uh, mitzad ava. Same story as it is Lamata. He's driven by love. He's driven by connection. The connection is a connection of gilui. It's a connection of love. It's a, it's a hiskashrus of intense, powerful love. Um, in the case of the Eved Pajit, it's not the case. In the case of the Eved Pajit, it's a, a yichud which comes about through absolute bittel. This man is not in a state of bittel. This man is burning with ava. Um, and that is what's driving his avoidant, his spiritual avoidant. His joy and pleasure and service is he's bringing delight to his creator. He's bringing nachas uh, l'mayla. Therefore, the nachas ruach that he receives is not the nachas ruach of his creator, but the Nachas Ruach he receives is from bringing Nachas Ruach to his creator, and therefore the Nachas Ruach is his. It belongs to him. It's his Nachas Ruach. It's not the creator's Nachas Ruach. Again, the same idea, but as it's applied uh, to Ruchnius. V'nimsa, David namen yeshloi oinig ba'avarasai. That the, uh, we find the Ebed Nemon has tainug in his avoida, specifically in his avoida, shu atainig shaloi, which <coughs> is his... Therefore, it's not a complete bittel. I have a lot of bittel here. Let me tell you, this, is, this man is Ibergi Kevin, uh, no question, but it's not absolute. It's not a total bittel. Therefore, since it is not total and complete and absolute, possible there could be shinuim, alterations, changes. 
וגם יוכל להיות חלוקי מדרגס. Likewise, since we are talking about אהבה, which is a, a, an emotion, there are levels, there are, when it comes to any kind of גילוי, מידס are largely a matter of גילוי. And he is uh, bound, his, his love, which comes from knowledge, no question about it, but it's all related to his koichais uh, and And therefore, there are possibilities, number one, that there can be changes from time to time, alterations. Likewise, there are different madregas. No one's on, we talk about avarabha. Well, so we say, well, there's only one avarabha. That's an avarabha, which is uh, an avarabha, which is infinite. That's b'chol miyadecha. Doesn't everyone have the same b'chol miyadecha? No, not, not so. One man's b'chol miyadecha, someone else's b'chol levavcha. Uh, because, because something is absolutely transcendent and uh, makif by one person doesn't mean that it's going to be that way by someone with, with broader kalim. So there are changes, number one. Number two, there are madregas. And this implies also into, in the particular ter- types of avoida that this man is engaged in. This Evid, Evid Neman, goes without saying that he puts a lot of thought into what he's doing. He wants to understand the Ratsan of his creator. Uh, he's, he is ex- um, curious, is, not, is, a, is, a, is a poor word. He is uh, anxious to understand the Ratzin of his creator, because if he understands it, it means he'll be able to do better. He'll, he'll be able to be a better Evid. His discussions will be greater. There is in this Tam Va'inig. We have two varieties of, of thought process. One is Tam Va'inig. The other is Tam uh, Va'das. Uh, this is Tam Va'inig. Tam Va'inig means that his intellective force is driven by Tainuk. Don't forget, his whole job is Tainug. His job is to provide Tainug for the Adon. And therefore, he's, he's absorbed to the nth degree in, in not only feeling Tainug and providing Tainug, but thinking in Tainug, thinking and finding ways and means to understand the Adon so that the Tainug can be a more Geshmaka Tainug. Whether the best way to do it is like this, or the best way to do it is like this. Shall I serve him uh, Shiraz, or shall I serve him um, uh, uh, um, whatever? Uh, uh, what's another wine? Uh, <laughs> or shall I serve Manashevitz? Yeah, which which wine? Which of, of all the, the 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 beautiful? We know I want to serve. I want to provide the melech with 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 tainug. But what's the best? What is the best tainug? What will bring the most tainug? Will it be this? Will it be that? Um, it could be in this way, it could be in that way, perhaps with this kind of a glass, perhaps with that kind of glass, and he's constantly thinking. <clears throat> the Evid Pajit does not think like this. The Evid Pajit wants to know what he's supposed to do. Now, Bederach Mamela, he's going to make the right choices in any case because, because the Adon's Tainug is his Tainug, and therefore, on a subliminal level, or however you want to look at it, he's going to do what he has to do. Now, in the eyes of the Odin, what he has to do is whatever the Odin would find of maximal significance. This man will automatically do that. It's going to come to Derech Mamela. It doesn't require any intellection to think which is the best wine to serve or the best cup from which to serve. It will simply happen because his, his absorption 
in the Uddin is so absolute that he's simply an extension of the Uddin's will, and therefore he will do what the Uddin wants uh, automatically, without this Tom Vadas. He needs, I'm sorry, without Tom Vadas, he needs Tom Vadas, because he's got to know what to do. He's got to know Shulchan Aruch. He's got to know that. He's got to know what he has to do. But he does not have to tracht in Hidurim here because that's not what he's all about. He's, a, he's, a, he's an ox, in a sense. He does what he must do, what the Odin tells him to do. The fact that he has Tainug, which is, which is not even his, will ensure that whatever he does will be exactly the way it's supposed to be. All of this is uh, in accordance with Tam. I think we'll uh, end here, and Mitzvah Shem will be able to continue next week.